Welcome to Digital Marketing That Puts People First, brought to you by The Online Co, where we believe the best way to help businesses grow is to do exactly that, put people first. I'm James Palmer, and in this episode, we're going to talk about keyword strategy. If you want people to find you on Google or any other search engine, you need to understand which keywords they're typing in so that you can include those keywords on your website and then have a hope of Google showing them your page. This means we need to understand the intent of the customer. We need to do keyword research to find out which keywords are most valuable. We then need to cluster them together and then create content that genuinely helps people. How easy is that? Well, if you keep people first in the process, you simplify things significantly. Today, I'm joined by Rich. G'day, Rich. Hello. Can you tell me some old school keyword strategies that just don't work anymore? Yes. Um, first one that comes to mind is keyword stuffing, which I participated in fully in 2001, 2002, when it was kind of the going thing to <laughs> do. Because it worked. It did. It worked really <laughs> well. So my example, I used to do drop shipping and I, ha I would sell, I sold a ton of these things, cheap acoustic guitars. And so I had a page that had all the different colors on the one page and every chance I had title of the page was cheap acoustic guitars. And then after the little box that had the, um, the picture of the guitar and then a short description, I had this whole list of keywords, cheap acoustic guitar, cheap acoustic guitar for sale, cheap, acoustic, all the variations yeah. of cheap acoustic guitar yeah. I can think of. And I did that like 15 times for every time, every guitar on the page. And then at the bottom of the page, of course, I had a big giant paragraph with all those keywords again. And I was number one <laughs> for, for cheap acoustic guitar. Because the um, algorithm's going, wow, you've mentioned that word yeah. a lot. You must be really serious about it. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then around 2009, lost all my rankings and all that. Yeah, yeah. So learned so the So that was the, the Panda update from memory? Was it yes. Panda? I think it yeah. was. But that was oh, the way, that was the, the, the way to do it back then. Um, and then I never did this, but I, I remember someone telling me, oh, this is what you need to do. But you could add more of those stuff, more keywords onto your page by making, by adding more text at the bottom, anywhere on your page. That was the same color as the background of your page. Yep. So you couldn't see it, but Google could well, see humans, it. Humans couldn't see humans, it, but the yeah. Google bot could see it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> well, so yeah. Google's algorithm's got... Yeah, it's gotten clever and clever over time. And um, yeah, please don't do that. Please. No. We're, we're talking about bad things from the past, not, not, yeah, not yeah, actual it's strategies. Not, it's what not to do. Um, getting a little more modern. Uh, yeah. So when people do keyword research and they see a term that is related to their business, and it, let's say, you know, it's got 15,000 uh, average monthly searches, they're like, oh, I need to rank for that. But, you know, think it through and, and realize... Uh, maybe it's really, really broad. Like, let's say you sell a specific, very, very specific type of shoe. You know, the word shoe has, yeah. you know, I don't even know off the top of my head what the, the you know, what the, the average monthly searches for shoe is, but it's going to be massive. And, you know, you can, you're not going to rank on number page number one for shoe, but. Uh, and if yeah, you did, you're not going to get sales because yeah it's the wrong intent be extraordinary if you did um, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so you know try to get more specific really really drill down on what it is you offer that's unique and look for what they call long tail keywords and that's what you optimize for i also remember a time where there was a bunch of companies came out that would guarantee you rankings on google 
and at the time I remember saying, you just oh, yeah. can't. Like, yeah. this is crazy. You can't yeah. control the algorithm. Yeah. You can't control what other people are doing with the algorithm as well. You can't control your competition. But I did see one client and I went to meet him and he said, oh, look, I'm just a bit concerned about my SEO provider. And I think this is 2011. This is a long time ago. He's saying, we're ranking for the term wonderful best kitchens in position number one. And like, this guy has guaranteed your top ranking positions and then found a whole bunch of keywords no one's looking for and there's no search volume for. So it's easy to get you to number one. There's no competition. And yep. he's given you number one and it's made no difference to your business. It was just yep. a stupid idea. Now, I haven't seen any of those businesses for years. No. And that's not the metric to pay attention to. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, whether you're ranking number one for terms nobody's searching for, it's clicks and then people actually reaching out to you. And the other one is that people will create oh, yeah. an article for every single variant. Yeah. So you, let's say you've got a list of keywords that you've done some research and you've got a list of some closely related keywords. We would call that a cluster of keywords that may return the same search results. So there's kind of a right around 2011, between 2011, and 2015, there was this idea and it probably worked at the time, but Google's gotten smarter that you need to create an article or a page for every single variation of that. So something like best plumber, Sydney, Sydney's best plumber, um, the best plumber in Sydney, <laughs> a lot of yeah, yeah. SEO companies would make a article target, you know, like that was optimized for each of those, which is just, you, that's just not the way to do it. So Google now knows that the intent behind all of those is the same and then shows the same results for all of them. Yeah. So it's, it's just gotten better at language to know, uh, you know, what, what should we be showing for these terms when they essentially mean the same thing? Yeah. Well, all right, let's get into our keyword strategy made simple. And the very first thing we need to do, Rich, is some bulk keyword research. We just need to get all that together. Yes. So can you give us, in layman's terms, how we should get started in this? Simple. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm going to, okay, you need a Google account. You need to have your website on, you need to have analytics installed, Google analytics, and you need to be connected to search console. If your site isn't connected to search console, you need to get that done immediately. If it's already connected to search console, it's a free tool. You just search for that. If you don't know where it is. Um, now, now this can, is not a super technical thing to do. If I you're hope not. not tech minded, um, <laughs> yeah. you can probably figure it out. There's instructions yeah. online. Yes, there if you're is. not yeah. technical at all, you're going to need to get somewhere. This, this isn't super hard stuff. Yeah, I'll try to keep it simple. So you'll go into Search Console and then you can actually look at all the keywords you're already ranking for and you can download those to a spreadsheet. So that's usually where I start just to see where you're already ranking. And you can then just go through and clean it up, get rid of anything that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's you always start th there. Yeah, you start there. And then there's a variety of tools you can use to get, you know, insights into what your competitors are ranking for. I recommend you do that as well. Uh, you can search for that online too. You can search for, you know, um, competitor analysis, key keyword competitor analysis, and you'll get a whole list of tools. Some of them are free. Some of them you'll have to pay for. They'll give you a little bit, but they'll, then they'll make you pay for more. But you can see what keywords they are ranking for that you're not. Highly recommend you do that. Um, yeah, the, you, you're going to need to get some tools if you want to do full competitor research. 
Um, there's only so much you can do. You can always go directly to Google. If you don't have access to any tools and you don't want to pay for anything, you can, it's tedious and it could be a bit slow, but you can just go right to Google, type in your, what you would consider the top of a category, whether it's a service or a product, it's semi-broad keyword, type it in and then look at like Google search results. You'll see that there's when, as you're typing it in, you'll see suggested keywords that come up underneath it in the search bar, make note of those, look at the results, see what other people are optimizing for, see if you can pull more keywords from that. There is a free tool that you can add to Chrome browser called um, Keyword Surfer, and that will give you related related terms. So you can actually copy those. It'll, it just appears in the results with in the Google results to the right in a little table, and you can get more ideas from that. So whatever you can do to uh, build a map of what your, your keywords should be is, is what you need to do. Yeah. So what you're basically saying is you want to gather as many of the possible keywords you could want to rank for as possible. You've given yeah. a few different ways of doing that. Uh, and then you're going to end, they're going to end up in a spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, it's very rare for that to be less than 500 in our experience. Unless you're very niche, mostly it's 500 to 1,000, maybe more. depends on what you're doing. Yeah. Once you've got all of them, you can then move on to the next step, which is really asking the question around what's the intent behind these keywords? Do you want to explain intent to us, Rich? It's exactly that. So Google more and more is becoming a search engine that tries to figure out what it is you're looking for when you type in a search. So when you enter a query into the search bar, Google wants to serve you the best result for that term. And so let's say you have one, one term that you're going to enter one, one query you want to put into Google, there could be 50 to a hundred variations of that that are very, very similar, but produce relatively the same search result. So Google sort of divides most searches into two categories, transactional, where somebody's looking to buy something or is, you know, pretty far down the funnel, knows what they want and just wants to buy something. So they're looking at their options, could be doing some research as well, but mostly they're, you know, they're looking, you know, the search could be something like buy shoes, buy Nike shoes and then yeah. your suburb name or something. Um, informational searches are just that they're looking for answers to questions. So how do I build a table or how do I do this or why is this or what? Anything that starts with it, that is a question. Or, or in your previous example, it could be something like, what are the best types of shoes for jogging? Yeah. Yeah. And then read some blog articles. And, and so, so you're not ready to buy it. You're still in a research phase. So you're looking yeah. for information. And you may, you know, a lot of informational searches have nothing to do with buying anything. You just would need an answer to something, right? Yeah, <laughs> something else. That's and right. That's okay. You can still optimize your website for those because it builds authority and trust, which is, is good. So, yeah. So customers are going to come and do business with you. Uh, and depending on what sort of business you're in, there's going to need differing amounts of information in order to, in order to trust you. So maybe if you're an accountant or a financial advisor, you're going to need a high level of trust before they actually yeah. are ready to contact you. need to prove you. that you know what you're talking about in, in a way. Yeah, but if you're, if you're selling, I don't know, groceries or yeah. sort of cheaper items, you potentially don't need all that much uh, trust. But pe 
people are more willing to risk 10 bucks online than they are to risk a, maybe a $2,000 engagement with a professional. So, so then informational uh, searches become more important in some businesses than, than others. But yes. typically, there'd be a mix of both. So just to put this in perspective, the whole reason Google exists is to give you the information you want. And when we talk back in the bad old days of the internet, um, there were search engines that you'd type something in and it wouldn't give you the answer because it didn't understand the intent behind what you're doing. And the reason Google's the dominant player is they got this right first. They figured out that this word means this. Oh, I'm just looking for information. And this word means that I'm looking to buy something and gave it to you. As soon as, if Google were to muck that up and start, stopped giving you what you wanted, some other search engine would come and take their place really quickly. We'd all go over and use Bing or something else yeah. in, a, in a heartbeat. Well, they're, they're doing it now, but they just, they came to the party too late. So, and they're probably yeah, not yeah. as far ahead. And that, that's called semantic search. So yeah, Google uses... The the AI uses semantic search to understand closely related keywords um, and give you the results that you're looking for. Okay, so we've done a bulk, some bulk keyword research. We might have 500 plus keywords. We now have an understanding of which of these are transactional intent and which of them are informational intent. Now we need to make a business case for the keywords. Um, now, if they're transactional and they want to buy and they have high search volume, so lots of people are looking to buy. We would call that an A-class keyword. It's going to be very profitable if you can rank high for it. It's also very competitive. There's almost certainly other people in that place that have been doing SEO for longer than you that are ranking there, and you're going to have to do a better job than they're doing in order to rank. Now, we want to, we want to target those keywords, but we need to have realistic expectations. It's going to take some time to knock the top players off for a class keywords. Now there's another type of keyword. These ones are people looking to buy stuff. So they're transactional, but they have lower search volume. Often they're longer. They might have three or four words in them. They, we call them long tail keywords. Now they're much more specific and because they're more specific, there's less people searching for them. Because there's less people searching for them, there's less competition. Now this is often where you want to get your, your quicker wins. You can potentially rank for these keywords a lot quicker. We call them B-class keywords. Uh, you can rank for the Bs faster than you can rank for the As. Now, the next type of keyword is what we would call a C-class keyword, uh, and these are the informational searches. People asking questions, people looking for information. Um, we rank them as a C. They're still important, and they're still useful in getting people to come down the funnel and buy from you, but they're not going to get you the sales today. So that's how we make the business case for which keywords we're going to target because some keywords are going to get us good sales today. Other keywords will get us good sales later and a combination of those is going to help you grow your business. Yeah. So we've got a whole stack of keywords. We've understood the intent. We've made the business case for them and now we've got to get started in the process of creating new content. Yeah, so you, you want to pick the most important pages to focus on first. So I would say your product or service parent pages, the, the broad category pages. Yeah. Pick a target keyword, something that has, you know, that makes sense. It's not, you know, extremely broad, but specific enough to your business that, you know, something, uh, even the name of a service, 
Um, I'm just trying to think, uh, you know, like uh, emergency plumber, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, and then use your keyword, maybe look at the cluster of keywords that, re that return the same search result. Keep that all in mind, write your content. Don't worry about putting keywords in, just keep the keywords in mind. Um, if they appear naturally as you write, then put them in, write your content, write it for your customers. Think about who your customers are, write it for them. Uh, and don't worry about optimizing it yet. Just get it out of your head, make it good and then review it and think about your keywords and think about, you know, how many, you know, try and put your keywords in here and there, fit them in where you can, where it makes sense to don't force it. Um, there's, there's a, if you search online, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but there is a, um, a percentage of keyword density that you should go for where you're not, you're, you're not stuffing by adding too many and you do, you have enough that you're, you're going to have the potential to rank higher for it. Um, so, so here's where people first becomes important. You want to write content that helps people. Then you just need to validate that with Google to make sure your right keywords are in there. Not the other way around. Don't write content for Google and then hope that people are going to like it. Um, so Google actually just released an algorithm update. Was it last month, a couple of months ago? Oh, it's been rolling out since June. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell us about what that's doing, Rich? Yes. It's called the helpful update. Sorry for the air <laughs> quotes, but uh, actually it is semi-helpful. Uh, so what it's doing, what Google is doing is, is sort of rewarding content that is helpful that, that people find value in. So Google's algorithm has gotten more and more complex. So when a visitor goes to a page, Google is looking at how long they're staying on the page, how far down the page they're scrolling, how they're interacting with the page. And all of those things add up to part of the score. Um, the, the more that a person interacts on a page, scrolls down, reads the content, takes the time to read the content, uh, all of those are signals to Google that you are providing something helpful. If, if people see something and they land on the page that, and it just doesn't tick any of the boxes, they're just going to bounce out. And so that it's not a penalty in Google's eyes, but it's definitely not going to increase your, you know, it's not going to tick the boxes that um, it would if you were, if your users were staying on the page longer and scrolling further down. So yeah. all of those things are a factor. And so this algorithm update is, is trying to weed out content that isn't helpful. So, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, sort of mass-produced garbage, and, and yeah. there are there are bots and people that just produce loads and loads of content. We've all read it. Website. <laughs> we we know it when we see it. Yeah, that's right. It's it's, terrible. It just reads awkwardly. You're like, that doesn't quite sound like a right kind of sentence. So what you're talking about here, Rich, is new content, but there's also relaunching old content, and I think in your yeah. keyword strategy, it's important not to forget about this because it's quite possible you already rank pretty well for a keyword. So if you want to rank for retirement planning, Melbourne, maybe you rank at the top of the second page. So maybe you'd be like position 12. That's a really interesting place. It's saying your content's pretty good. It's not going to get any traffic because it's on page two, but it's nearly on page one. So you might go in and see that that 
that article has 700 words and you go, oh, look, I can add some frequently asked questions. I can bulk it out. I can, I can be more helpful. Maybe you can get that up to 1,500 words as an example. And maybe that tips it onto the front page. Maybe it goes from 12 up to 7, for example. Yeah. Um, that, that is just as valuable. In fact, it's often the low-hanging fruit of SEO. Sometimes there's yeah. pages and everything's in place and it's ready to go. It just needs tipping over the edge with a little bit more care. So yeah. sometimes it's almost worth going for that before you create the new content. But yeah, agreed. If you've got a website already and, and when you go into Search Console, you will see what you're already ranking for. So you can, if you do a little bit of, if, if you do some visualization and you understand the stats that you see in Search Console, you'll get a sense of what is performing and what isn't. So you just have to look, it's a combination and I'm trying not to get too advanced here, but if you look at the number of clicks the number of impressions, and then the average position for certain keywords from those, you, you can determine if, if you have a ton of impressions, let's say you have a thousand impressions for one keyword, but no clicks, that's a pretty strong signal that that keyword is valuable and that you're not ranking well enough for it. If you were in the top five, yeah. you would be getting clicks, but um, you're not. So that's probably a keyword that you can maybe refocus the article on or page. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's a similar, very similar process to new content because you're still adding new content to that page. Yeah. But something that's already existing. Google already knows about you. And when you tell it you've updated, very good chance you, you rise in the rankings. Well, and that leads me to a little bonus info that you, um, you don't just create content and then it's done. You never think about it again. It's all, you know, good. I've done the best I can because um, things change, times change, information changes, product services change. So Google wants fresh, the latest, greatest content. So if there, if you have an article or a product that has been written, that um, has content that probably needs to be updated yearly or every few months, you should do, you should put that on your list of things to review every, you know, three months, six months, whatever, try to update 10% of the content for those pages. Cause Google wants fresh content, wants the, the latest and greatest. So when you're doing these relaunches, just keep that in mind that if you can just update 10% of the content on that page, yeah, signal right. to Google Give that a... you're keeping it fresh. Make it fresh. Yeah. All right. So keyword strategy made easy means you got to do some bulk keyword first you then need to separate the keywords by intent make a business case for the keywords and rank them a b and c start creating new content or relaunching old content um, and then the last thing is you just you got to track the performance of how that's working yeah so the 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 free way to do this there are tools again for this um, is to use search console maybe have a spreadsheet that tracks the keywords that you're focused on and just see how they, they go over time. So let's say you've published new content or relaunched content. So what we do is the, the, the day that we publish or relaunch content, we'll make a note, we'll identify the keywords we focused on for that page or article, identify the, the URL, the address of the article. And then over the next few months, we wanna see the keyword rise in rankings and we wanna see the page getting more clicks and if that, those things aren't happening, if it's going the other way, 
then, you know, you might want to re-examine what you did. Um, yeah, you just want to pay attention yeah. to the stats. And as you make adjustments to your pages, you should see them start to rise in the rankings. Yeah, great. All right. Well, that's our um, keyword strategy made simple, hopefully made simple. Uh, thank you for your insights there, Rich. Any yep. other little bonus things you want to add? Hmm. I'm sure, but I can't think of anything off the top yeah. of my head. <laughs> All right. We've covered off a fair few things. Well, if you found today's episode informative and would like to take next steps, we'd love to help you with our SEO exploration process. Basically, all the things we talked about, we just do it for you. Um, it's a planning process that we've put together over the last 10 years uh, to help put together robust and holistic SEO strategies that will help your business grow. We'll do all the keyword research for you. We'll do all the classifying of, of the keywords via, by uh, business case and siloing. We'll do all of the complicated tech setup in the background, our 50-plus point setup. Um, and then we'll put together a 12-month rollout plan to say this is what needs to be done over the course of 12 months for you. So if that's helpful, just Google us, The Online Co. Uh, when you come to the website, click the red button, book a quick chat, and we can help you take next steps. This episode of Digital Marketing That Puts People First was brought to you by The Online Co. Production and music by Harry Parnwell. You can find us at theonlineco.net. If you found this helpful or you know someone that would find it helpful, please feel free to share it with them. We'd love you to subscribe to us and leave us a review. Take care.